from the grace welcome to another episode of daily grace with Alan wonder chapter edition and today's wonder chapters from second chronicles chapter one yes we have started a new bible chapter series and it's set up with a word of prayer almighty loving god and thank you for this wonderful day and thank you for the gift of life I thank you for the gift of provision. I thank you for always being there for us, Father. Where we have gone wrong, where we have offended you in our thoughts, in our actions, in what you have done, and what you have failed to do, may you forgive us. And then your Holy Spirit always come and guide us, to always come and be with us. And may you protecting us, Father. May you opening doors for us. And as we start this new one, the chapter, may you come and bless us, Father. May at least let us speak one word that we shall share with others. We always believing and trusting in your mighty name. And that of your son Jesus Christ who strengthens us. Amen. And without wasting time, let's go to today's wonder chapter. Solomon asks for wisdom. Solomon, son of David, established himself firmly over his kingdom, for the Lord his God was with him and made him exceedingly great. Then Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, to the judges and to all leaders in Israel, the heads of families. And Solomon and the whole assembly went to the high place at Gibeon, for God's tent of meeting was there, which Moses the Lord's servant had made in the wilderness. Now David brought up the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the place he had prepared for it, because he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. But the bronze altar that the Bezalel son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made was in Gibeon in front of the tabernacle of the Lord. So Solomon had the assembly inquire of them. Solomon went up to the bronze altar before the Lord in the tent of meeting and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. That night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered God, You have shown me you have shown great kindness to David my father, and have made me king in his place. Now, Lord God, let your promise to my father David be confirmed, for you have made me king of a people who are as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people, for who is able to govern this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Since this is your heart's desire, and you have not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor for the sake, nor for the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people, over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given to you and i will also give you wealth possessions and honor such as no king who was before you ever had and none after you will have then solomon went to jerusalem from the high place at gibeon from before the tent of the meeting and reigned over israel solomon accumulated chariots and horses he had 1400 chariots and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the church cities, and also with him in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedar as plentiful as sycamore fig trees in their foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from Kew. The royal merchants purchased them from Kew at the current price. They imported a chariot from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver, and a horse for 150. They also exported them to the kings of the Hittites and of that of the Armenians, and that 
is where our wonder chapter for today ends. It's a relatively short wonder chapter, but I just have a few things that I want us to pick. And the first one comes from verse 1. Verse 1 says, Solomon, son of David, established himself firmly over his kingdom. For the Lord his God was with him and made him exceedingly great. Amen. So many people nowadays want to be great. That's the truth. Everyone wants to be great. Everyone wants to top somewhere. Everyone wants to top their class. Everyone wants to top their job. Everyone wants to be at the top. They want to be great. But not so many people know the ingredients of being great. Amen. Not so many people know what takes what it takes to become great. But the Bible is telling us, the Bible is simplifying everything for us. Amen. The Bible is telling us that if we want to be great, then we should be close to God. Amen. And not just being close to God, but God should live in us. Because we see today a very clear example of King Solomon. The Bible tells us that he became exceedingly great. Mark the word exceedingly. Amen. He became exceedingly great, not just great, but exceeding. There was extra in his greatness. Amen. Why? Because he was close to God. And not just any God. He was close to an extraordinary grace. God, rather. So when you're close to an extraordinary God, everything that he blesses you will be a little extra, a little extra blessing, a little extra grace. Like you can't put a stamp on it. And you can do verse 7. Verse 7, that night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Amen. Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Anything that you want. Why? Because Solomon's relationship with God was so close. Because they had a bond. Because they, you know, we're really seeing that Solomon was close to God. That made it very easy for God to come to him and ask what he wanted. The Lord is asking us every day, hey, what do you want? What can I do for you? But we are just too, either we are so busy or we just have so many distractions that block us from hearing the voice of the Lord. And not everyone who is asking you what you want is from God. Sometimes we don't even, we're not able to recognize the Lord's voice because of where we are. But if we work on our relationship with God, then it will be very easy for us to distinguish, amen, the Lord's voice from every earthly voice. Trust me. I think you have noticed that there are some friends of yours, even if they close your eyes and they put you in a very dark room and they give you like five of your friends, you can easily identify all of them. By voice. Why? Because you have built a relationship with them. And it's the same thing for God. If you do not build a relationship with God, you won't be able to distinguish his voice from every other voice that you hear on earth. 
Is that what you want? Is that where we are heading to? And then go to verse 10. Verse 10 says, Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead his people, for who is able to govern this great people of yours? Amen. And that was Solomon's response. That is what Solomon wanted from God. You can imagine. He didn't ask for cars. He didn't ask for, I don't know if cars were there. He didn't ask for chariots. He didn't ask for soldiers. He didn't ask for heads of his enemies. He asked for wisdom, knowledge and wisdom. My question is, what are you asking for God from God? Is it relevant? You know, sometimes we'll be there, but we're we are asking for things that don't add value to us or our neighbors. Don't be too selfish. We see Solomon selflessly asking for wisdom and knowledge. Why? Because this will enable him to guard everyone, to govern everyone, so that everyone could benefit from his blessing. My question is, how are you sharing your blessing with others? Is what you're asking for beneficial to others as well? I'm not saying it's bad to ask personal needs from God. But don't make it a routine, amen? Don't make it a routine that you always ask for everything from God. That benefits only you. Don't be so selfish. You can as well decide to ask for or pray for others. And you bless them. The same way that the Lord has blessed you. And lastly, verse 12. Therefore, wisdom and knowledge will be given to you, and I'll also give you wealth, possessions, and honor, such as no king who was ever before you ever had, and none after you will ever have. Amen. We see the Lord delivering. We see the Lord answering. Solomon's prayer. Why? Because that's the Lord that we serve. If you go to the Lord and seek him with all your heart, he's going to answer your prayers. He's telling you, ask. Definitely, there's nothing that can stop the Lord from giving. And sometimes it's just our impatience. It's just because we're not patient enough that we end up missing blessings. The Lord tells you to wait but for you decide to move on. By the time your blessing is reaching, it's, it's nowhere to find you. There's nowhere to start looking for you from. Why? Because you have moved away from your blessing. And that's what I had for you today. I want you to get some time. Read Second Chronicles chapter 1. What do you get? What message do you understand? Feel free to write to us, dailygracewithalan at yahoo.com or send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter at dailygracewithalan at yahoo.com. Remember the Lord can use one word to send a thousand messages. So much love, God. Thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for the gift of life. I thank you for the gift of provision. I thank you for always being there for us, Father, for always guiding us, for always showing us your path, Father. Today we pray that may fill us with the Holy Spirit to always be able to distinguish your voice from every other voice that we hear so that we may not miss out on asking for our blessings. We also pray for the patience and resilience to sit and wait, knowing that you will always answer our prayers and you're always there for us. We pray all this believing and trusting in your mighty name, that of your Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen.